What's up, everybody? Jordan here, back with another episode of the Fitness, Food, and Freedom podcast. This is episode 438 of the show. I'm out of breath, playing with Everett, and uh, my heart's beating. Speaking of in shape, today is about CrossFit, and specifically about what we can learn from CrossFit competitors, because the 2022 CrossFit games are complete, we have our winners, and uh, you know, this isn't a CrossFit podcast, I don't even train CrossFit, but I like seeing the competitions, I'm impressed by them, and um, you know, once you start lifting and doing some of these movements they're doing, you realize how crazy it is of some of the things they can do, and especially all in a row, as I'm here winded from running to the house from playing with Everett, so we'll get started today's show, hit the intro, and uh, keep going after that. I think this will be a good one, uh, five things you can learn from the CrossFit Games, and apply to your own fitness journey. All right, let's get started with today's show. I'm going to keep it on the tighter side today. Just hit your five things really quickly and have a shorter episode, I think, today. Um, you can view the written version of this show over at stultzfit.com slash blog, which I have lots of episode um, blog articles there, so written versions of past episodes, current episodes, things like that, that you can reference, review, You know, maybe get inspired by anytime stoltzfit.com slash blog and then of course um, coaching is how you can support this podcast so if you want to support me uh, you could go to stoltzfit.com slash contact and reach out for coaching services uh, nutrition exercise or a combo of both and uh, let's get started today's show again I don't really train CrossFit but the 2022 CrossFit games you know I watch some highlights and things and I, I like watching them I think like I said once you do some of the movements that they do, like you try doing some power cleans, snatches, uh, ring chin-ups, or uh, the rowing machine, things that they do. Of course, they do a little of everything, but especially when you do actual like CrossFit wads and you try those workouts, you realize how crazy it is about how well they perform. Like they are studs. And uh, I took five lessons from the CrossFit Games this year that I want to review. And um, we'll get started with number one. Number one is to build a base of strength. I think this is a very important concept for actual people in CrossFit, really anything for competition or athletic endeavors, but super important for CrossFit, especially because the CrossFit wads won't necessarily increase your strength but strength is needed to perform well in the wads. So you'll see, you know, the winners of the CrossFit Games especially have backgrounds in athletics. The male this year was a wrestler. Uh, Matt Frazier won, I don't know what, five, six, seven times. And he was an Olympic weightlifter. They have, they played football, some competitors. There is a lot of athletics and strength training in their backgrounds, which means they didn't become good at CrossFit necessarily by doing CrossFit all the time. They built up that base first and then built on it from there. So someone who is a complete newbie and goes into CrossFit just starting doing conditioning and wads and stuff, they're missing out a little bit because they just move less weight. You know, if your goal is to power clean 315, but you can only deadlift 335, that's going to be quite the task to try to 
pull 315 explosively. But if you can deadlift five or 600 pounds, 315 is going to fly. Uh, pull-ups, you know, you see them do 20, 30, 40 pull-ups all in a row. Form, maybe not perfect, but still, it's hard. And how do you get good at doing something a ton of times? You get strong at doing it a few times. So if you can do pull-ups with 100 pounds around your waist on a belt, your body weight's going to feel like nothing. Um, if you can do dips with 100 pounds, a normal dip is going to feel easy. Those are the things that really improve performance and uh, are going to carry over actually quite well. So take the time first to build a base of strength and uh, don't get too caught up in the conditioning and the workouts that actual people are doing for CrossFit. Build that base first and then add in from there. The next thing we're going to go over today is to eat for performance and supplementation for performance. This is something that the CrossFit competitors do very, very well. And of course, they um, have to perform well on competition day. But even those workouts that they're doing leading up to that, they are eating to support those training sessions. I think people with aesthetic goals eat a little bit too, like, you know, focused on fat loss and muscle gain when the workouts are doing a lot of the work for burning calories. They're doing a lot of work for building the muscle. So we should eat and supplement to fuel those training sessions. I think that's a great change anybody can make, which we'll keep it simple today. I've done episodes on this in the past and I'll probably do one again, but some pre-workout carbs, 40, 50, 60 grams of carbs around that is pretty good before training and uh, you know maybe an hour or so before training post-workout protein and maybe some carbs would be beneficial as well for recovery. And if you have more sessions coming up later, uh, even intra-workout carbs could be beneficial. And then everything else is focused on recovery, supplementation. Think performance supplements, not how can I increase my fat loss or muscle gain. Think how can I perform better? Beta alanine, caffeine, uh, creatine, those are some go-tos for performance supplements. The third thing that uh, I took from the CrossFit Games is to keep your body fat low. People talk all the time about how CrossFit competitors look so good, but they do have developed muscles, of course. They're very strong, very muscular, but you know, for the most part, why they look so good is just that they're way leaner than the average person. Um, if they would get a spray tan and step on stage, they probably would look pretty lean a lot of the times, like a bodybuilding competitor. Not that lean, but getting there. And I think because they're just out in the sun, just doing exercise, you know, they're not tanned up. You don't really notice, but a lot of them are very, very lean. This, I think, is mainly for performance. Like, if you carry extra body fat, it does not really help you, except in sports where you need to be big. Like, strongman, of course, helps to be bigger, even if it's fat. Football linemen, they just have to be big and hard to move. Things like that, but otherwise, more body fat's not going to help you. You're not going to run faster, jump higher, um, move your body, especially through space, like with pull-ups and dips and push-ups. Um, that's going to hold you back. So both, both for how you look and perform, losing body fat will be very, very beneficial. So keep that one short. Really, just don't carry extra fat around and don't go through these bulking and cutting cycles where you get really, really fluffy and extra body fat, try to stay lean and you'll perform much better and be more athletic all year round, which is kind of what the goal should be and what we should strive for. And uh, CrossFit is a good example of that. So the next one is to focus on technique over weight. 
I know I said earlier with number one to build a base of strength. And yes, that is very, very important. The base of strength is what you build conditioning, endurance, repetition, volume off of. But when you get to competition, so to actually stay in the CrossFit example, if they have to do 10 cleans in a row, which is a lot, um, your technique has to be crisp, picture perfect, because it could be sloppy for one and you could get the weight hoisted up, but you can't repeat that 10 times. You're going to get hurt or you're going to just not be efficient. It's all about energy efficiency and staying injury free if you're a top competitor in the CrossFit games. And it's the same way for just average gym goers like you and me. If you squat with horrible form, you probably will hurt your back or your knees eventually. Uh, and you're definitely not going to get the most bang for your buck out of the exercise compared to if you'd squatted with perfect form and you really nailed down that technique and then started adding the weight on. So your first focus as a beginner or even intermediate or even advanced, I mean, if you're uh, you know, getting a little sloppy with technique sometimes, make that technique picture perfect, full range of motion, um, you know, targeting the muscles you're supposed to and getting uh, just proper technique for lifts, even if they're explosive, that will go a long ways in your efficiency and training and also keeping you healthy, which are the things that will help you perform well over the long term. And that's really what we want to see. And the last one today for the short little episode about the CrossFit Games is to not copy the programming of top competitors. You know, I'm taking lessons from the top competitors in CrossFit at the CrossFit Games 2022, but we shouldn't be doing those programs just like, um, you know, if you and me look at the bodybuilding program of Mr. Olympia, we would, you know, not be able to handle the volume and the training intensity that they do, or even a top sprinter or anything. Plug, plug in whatever elite athlete you want to we are not going to be able to hang. There's genetics involved, drugs sometimes, definitely um, training experience and recoverability. They've just built up that work capacity over time that we might not have. So everything has to be scaled back to some capacity, which is really important in CrossFit when programming is kind of generic for the most part. You go to a class, it's the same for everybody a good coach will scale that back for you and re regress different exercises you need help on and uh, make sure the volume is appropriate as well. So if you see a program or a training style, remember not to copy it. It's not really even what got them to that point in the first place. And it definitely wasn't made custom for you. Custom programming to your recoverability and work capacity and experience is always going to be better than um, something that is just copy and paste from a top competitor or even a coach. So that, if that's something you need help with, again, you can contact me, stoltzfit.com slash contact, and I can help you out on the coaching front and make sure your programming is custom for you with the proper regressions and volume progressions over time. This is stuff that gets really complicated, but it is very important if you're serious about making progress. It's what I do for a living, and it's what I like to think um, I have a specialty and a real talent in. So reach out there if you're interested. Those are the five things you can learn from the CrossFit Games, though. Like I said, I wanted to keep today short, like around 15 minutes or under. Um, just a quick little episode to take some lessons that we can learn from these competitors and kind of plug it into our own training, training styles and training sessions. So to recap, 
build the base strength, eat and supplement for performance, um, focus on the technique over adding the weight, and don't copy the top competitors' programming, and keep that body fat low. And those are the things that are going to make a difference in your training, whether you are a CrossFit athlete, a top competitor, or just a beginner trying to do some hypertrophy in the gym. Those things will make a difference, and um, there can definitely be things we learn from these top athletes, which, again, are very impressive. Uh, so that's it for today. Again, if you want to recap these five things and maybe send them to a friend, you could do that over at soulsfit.com slash blog. I'm going to end today's episode here. We'll keep it a little shorter this week, and I'll see you guys next week for another episode where we'll talk about more things, fitness, health, nutrition, training, and the like. Thank you for listening to episode 438 of the podcast. Until next time.